JM in the AM. Yosef Karduner, as we continue to pray for those who are wounded and injured, that's Rifa Enu. The IDF, according to the uh, last update from the Jerusalem Post, has attacked over 11,000 Hamas targets. It's day 26 of the war that has taken more than 1,400 of our brothers and sisters since October the 7th, including 326 soldiers. And Rabbi uh, Dr. Kenneth Brander, who's Rosh Hashiva at uh, Artorah Stone in Israel, has been on the front lines of the rabbinic end of this war, to say the least. I think he would agree that the life, the last three weeks have been life-changing, but uh, for him in unique ways, to say the least. Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nahum. It's always uh, a pleasure to hear your voice, even in very challenging and difficult times. I appreciate that. I honestly don't know where to begin. You are spending, aside from your regular responsibilities, you are spending a lot of time at funerals. You are very familiar with some of the families that are in mourning now. We know the latest about how many soldiers we lost yesterday, how many of our brothers fell in combat. Um, I would imagine you're spending a tremendous amount of time funerals with families dealing with situations that have never arisen before in your rabbinic career. And on top of that, you're trying to maintain a student body that is, um, in addition to its academics, completely committed to the future of the state of Israel. So to ask you how you are at this time would be a ridiculous question. I guess the better question would be, what could you tell us? How can you update us about what people like yourself are going through at the current time? Well, first, let me start once again, Nachum, with a thank you to you and to your network, because you are one of the most important vehicles uh, through which we all uh, continue to stay informed. So you should know that all of us, I can't speak for all the state of Israel, because that would be uh, way too pompous. But I can speak at least for the few thousand of my students and my faculty who so much appreciate your work. I appreciate that. Thank you. Essentially, we're all fighting for our future, and we're all fighting for a future that's worth fighting for. And uh, that means that, uh, you know, we just finished uh, feeding, I think we're at 4,000 meals to displaced people who are now being housed uh, in our retreat center in Efrat. Uh, we're dealing with the fact that within the past hour, we got phone calls from the army asking that a group of Duvdavan soldiers who need to be in Yudavishamron should also be able to stay in our dorms in Efrat. So the young boys of Nevishmuel are now going to triple up so that uh, a dorm can be given to Duvdavan. Uh, 80 uh, young ladies from Kiryat Shmona uh, need a place to go to school in Jerusalem. And so Ramot Banot, which is the most, uh, which is a school that has the most requests for women in the religious Zionist community, are now going to absorb 80 more students as of tomorrow. Oh. We're trying to deal with the mental health issues 
of our students and our faculty, especially when we have around 4,000 students, faculty, alumni in the field and dealing with all the halakhic questions, um, many not appropriate to discuss in a public venue, um, and their spouses and their children who are heroes in a different front. They're worried about their husbands, and at the same time, they have to deal with their children. So those are some of the issues we're dealing with. And of course, there are the security issues when you have a Hezdir Yeshiva and 150 of your students who know to use a gun are now serving on the front lines and you just have Shir Aleph and the women from the Kolel, uh, you know, the wives of the, of the Kolel on the campus. So now you only have, you know, 50 and let's just say their use of a gun is as good as mine. We need to change uh, things around a little bit. Tomorrow I have a meeting with the people who are in charge of the army, the Machat, for the Gushetion region to review some of our security protocols. Um, but I think we're we're not alone. Everybody's doing this. You know, yesterday the atmosphere in Israel was jubilant because one of the hostages was rescued. And today you walk down the street and everybody is in a state of mourning because of the loss of our precious soldiers. It doesn't matter whether you wear a kippah, whether you have multiple body piercings, whether you're Haredi, it doesn't make a difference. Amachad, Belevachad. Well, that's together. Yeah, that certainly has been demonstrated certainly over the last few weeks. Can't deny that. Um, I don't know where to begin after the list that you just mentioned. And as you said, there are so many other institutions and volunteer efforts that are also being called upon by the army and by other authorities to help out and all the things that you just brought up. Let's start with the with the refugees. And, and, and you know, again, that's a separate battle, a different type of battle in terms of helping them now that they've been displaced from their homes, both up north and and down south. How challenging is it to make them comfortable? How challenging is it to give them a sense of family and camaraderie when they're not in their regular home? It must be very difficult. And are you finding them in good spirits? Are you finding them in in a downtrodden way? What would you say? Um, first of all, um, it's an amazing and important question. I don't think we can fully answer it. But I just like to make two points. You know, I hear on the news that Hamas is not allowing Palestinians to move in Gaza from one region to another region, not allowing them to move. And I just look at the opposite of what's happening in Israel. That anyone who's displaced because of Hamas yeah. is uh, there, there's no one who isn't taking them in. There's no one, there are buses just waiting in line to take them where they want. You know, if you, if you're, if you park in a no parking zone and it's a ticket pretty fast, but if you, right now that you're just picking up some food for displaced people, not only will the policeman not give you a ticket, Miss probably will take out his wallet to help pay for the groceries. <laughs> and, and might even slap the bags with you, frankly. <laughs> Right, right. So, so it's a different, and you just, you know, there's no such thing as not taking people in or not helping them to move. It doesn't exist. We are bringing like uh, protective gear to soldiers who need it. I don't have to drive it to them or someone else. There's WhatsApp groups of two, three hundred people. You tell them where it needs to go. They'll come and pick it up, 
It's like FedEx without having to, you know, <laughs> they're, more, the form. they're much more on time than, Fe- <laughs> time than FedEx. So um, I think it's important to realize the chesed and how it's being done. I, I have soldiers who told me Thursday night that they had the best chant in their life. You know, a bunch of <laughs> bub of chassidim came to the base and the kishka is mamish kishka. It's not, there's no shayla whether it's meat or not. Um, uh, yeah, so. by the way, while you bring it up, kudos to some of the members of the Hasidic community for doing what they do best and doing it for our brothers and sisters. It is pretty remarkable, yeah. frankly. Yeah. So, so I'll just give you one example. There was an air raid siren two days ago. Um, and so the the families from Nativot and Ashkelon were going to the shelters and we were, you know, helping them get to the shelters with their kids. But the truth is, as the mother said to me, you know, their kids don't need any help going to a shelter. They know, they know the, they know the drill. Um, but what was interesting, what was tragic was the mother turned to us and said, you know, if I was in Ashkelon still, it could be that my house would be destroyed with us in it. Yeah. I'm so appreciative of what is being done for, uh, for them. Uh, for, I, uh, so appreciative. So I can't uh, tell you that, I mean, it's not a normal situation. I mean, our retreat center is very nice, but I, I wouldn't call it anything more than a one-star, you know, a one-star hotel. Yeah. So I don't want to give us, you know, we're doing, now it's going to cost us $50,000 to feed them. But the bottom line is, and I want to thank the Jewish federations of North America who are helping underwrite that. But the the amount of work that's being done, you know, at Midrash at Lindenbaum, they're running for all these displaced students today. They're running after school, a carnival for them. And that is something that a lot of people are doing. We're trying to do whatever we can. And I don't know if we'll ever know if we did it right. But I do know that we will know that we did it to the best of our ability. All right, Dr. Kenneth Branders with us, Rosh Hashiva at Artara Stone. I got to take this for a moment outside of Israel. You're in touch with God knows how many hundreds of rabbinic leaders, um, in general, religious leaders around the, the world, men and women who are uh, teachers, men and women who are um, taking leadership roles in different communities, I have to imagine, because I know you're always in touch with them, I have to imagine that some of them from certain countries have expressed tremendous concern to you about the current situation regarding anti-Semitism, safety issues where they are in major cities around the world. Give us your perspective as people are in touch with you from the diaspora about this issue. Perhaps the most jarring question that I got, at least for me personally, was the following, that they're on a college campus, not in America, although America is no picnic, um, and they wanted to know because of the anti-Semitism if they could move their mezuzah, their front door mezuzah from inside to out, from outside to inside, because they're worried about the thing. And... And, you know, at the same time, you have 15 of our 285 shlichim, 15 of them came back to serve. I mean, they left their spouses and their children in foreign countries. Yep. And they came back to serve. And they're serving in places. I mean, they're serving on the border. They're doing, they have various responsibilities. 
um, whether it's in tanks or whether it's retrieving bodies of soldiers that may have fallen and doing all different types of things or medics or whatever they have their responsibilities are. But I think that, that we're all struggling with the anti-Semitism, whether it's on the Harvard campus or in NYU or anywhere else or Cornell. Um, and we have, as part of the OU JLIC, we have some of our students serving in those positions. Right. They're struggling with it, and obviously uh, they become targets because they served in the IDF. Um, and But I think, I think it's important for all of us throughout the Jewish world to ask ourselves, you know, multiple questions. How do we, how do we make sure that we are safe and secure? How do we make, ask ourselves the questions, where, where should we be living um, I'm not here to be Nefesh Benefesh's spokesperson, but I am here to be the Torah's spokesperson, and Torah <laughs> pretty pretty much articulates that. And what can we do at the same time to help diaspora Jewry? Uh, at the same time that we help uh, Jews in Israel, who literally our lives are our lives and the lives of our children and our grandchildren are on are on the line in very uh, real ways. To say the least. All right, Dr. Kenneth Brand is with us, Rosh Hashiva Artara Stone. He's speaking to us, of course, from Israel. So we, um, you know, we're impressed, as you can imagine, by any educational institution that has uh, students and alumni in the Army and doing the work that's, you know, needed to be done militarily and, of course, putting themselves in, in extreme harm's way compared to anybody else in this war effort. Uh, in fact, we had a guest this morning talking about the uh, one of the Yeshiva high schools here with uh, over 40 alumni right now serving in the IDF. Do you have any clue? Do you have any clue? <laughs> I would imagine it's a mammoth number. How many total alumni Artura Stone has in the Army? I, I would guess at this point you probably have lifelong Army people that are alumni of your institution. Yes, we have many lifelong. We have a few colonels, a few generals. I've actually gone to visit a few of them. I went to visit one, and the sirens went off. So the person guarding, uh, they're on a, what, called Pikut HaNegev. It's the major base in the Negev in the south. So when the sirens went off, since I don't, I'm not wearing, uh, you know, a uniform, they wouldn't let me into the, to the safe room. So the colonel said, well, if the Rob doesn't go in, neither do I. So, uh, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> so, uh, but, but uh, you know, listen, I, I think we're helping. We easily have, I mean, easily, easily. We, easily, we have 16,500 alumni just from the high schools. Right. I would assume that uh, we easily have 8,000 alumni who are in the IDF at this current period of time. I know we have 550 students and another 150 faculty. A lot of our classes are being doubled up. So, you know, if you give uh, sheer to ninth graders, you're now giving sheer to ninth grade and sheer to 10th grade. If you're giving math, instead of doing, you know, your three um, math classes, you're now doing five, right. uh, to help out. Everybody's doing double, double work. And I become an expert. I always thought the word Kavana was about the notion of having 
proper mindset for davening, uh, this famous argument in the Rambam about what you need kavana for. Right. I have 200 kavanot. Those are uh, scopes for snipers. Um, and get, I never knew the word kavana meant also scopes or uh, ceramic, ceramic vest, karami vest, a full karami. That's what I they call them, karami? That's, that's funny. Yeah. And those are very so effective. I bought, I, bought, I bought cookies and ceramic vests to some of our <laughs> students on the border. So they asked me, they asked me, you know, who made the cookies? I said, if I made the cookies. So I said to them, listen, my wife made the cookies and I'm telling you they're good. If I had made the cookies, you could use them instead of the ceramic vest. <laughs> so, uh, if you made the so, cookies, uh, the vest would taste better. <laughs> Right. Um, right, Brandon with us from Israel. Good to laugh during these times. Our brothers and sisters, as I reported last week, going through a very, very frightening, difficult, and times-depressing time. But for some reason, the morale of the soldiers, the leaders, the anybody involved in military, thank God, is high. I think that's uh, uh, one of the reasons that we are Bezrat Hashem B'Yachad Nenatzeach. Together we will win this war. There are a lot of people, Rabbi Brander, everything you've mentioned in this conversation takes money. Uh, you know, feeding people in the tens of thousands, delivering stuff to soldiers, and and God knows how many other things uh, that we did and did not mention this morning. You and the institution are involved with. Plus, as you know, we, we take pride in, frankly, uh, supporting efforts that have a proven track record like yours does. It's not the first time that Dora Torres Stone's been called upon in emergency situations to react. The best way for people to support the work of Artura Stone, especially if they want to designate these funds to the war effort, what would you recommend? Well, first of all, thank you. OTS.org.il. OTS.org.il. On the front page is a button to be able to click and to make a donation. Every single penny is just going for these efforts, whether it's to help the soldiers, the displaced uh, families, as well as security issues that the army has asked us to do. Every single penny is going just for that, nothing else. And, you know, we're gonna have to spend around three quarters of a million dollars above and beyond our general budget. So whatever anyone can do to become our partners in this process would definitely be appreciated from the bottom of our hearts. OTS.org.il. OTS.org.il. As you heard, right, Brander said every penny right now is going toward these campaign efforts. I'm talking about the war campaign. Um, and uh, just based on what Roy Brander has told us this morning, it's obvious they're spending tens of thousands of dollars a day uh, just to keep all of this going, especially when they're trying to feed so many people. So whatever you could do to help those who are displaced, whatever you could do to help the soldiers, whatever Roy Brander and his staff and uh, volunteers and students could do to help anybody in this war effort, we could do our part by just supporting them. Go to OTS.org.il, OTS.org.il. Be as generous as possible. All right, Brander, sometimes you and I get a little philosophical, and I have to imagine coming off of Parsha's Lechacha and being in the midst of the great tests that God had for Abraham, our forefather, it has to have struck you oh, at some point in the last few days how uh, when Abraham was um, essentially made the father of the Jewish people, how he... Uh, how he would react today knowing what his children are going through. Uh, anything on a philosophical, 
Torah level you could share with us about our great father and what he might be thinking looking down on all of this? Well, every single week I, I write a letter through the WhatsApp groups to all of our soldiers uh, in the field, namely all the students that I can that I have a connection with. The most important piece of the Devar Torah is, is I put my cell number down, my personal cell number, and tell them they can call it 24-7. If they need anything, I can be of any help. But in the in the parsha that we are uh, that we just finished in Lechacha, there's an amazing piece that Rabbi Lamb's uh, grandfather writes about in the Amek Halacha. He writes about the fact that after Avram finished the war, the kings met him at a place called Amek Shaveh, and that Malchitzedek, the the priest of, he brought him uh, lechem and yayin, bread and wine. So he explains that Amik Shaveh means the valley of equality. The kings thought that now that Abraham had uh, been a warrior, he no longer was a spiritual person. He no longer was a moral person. He no longer was an ethical person. He was just like them. But that wasn't the case, because when you fight a war for all the right reasons, that's being ethical. That's being moral. Right. And therefore, Malkit Zedek brings him both wine and bread. Wine and bread are the only two foodstuffs that when you manipulate them, the bracha does not go down in stature. Like for example, orange juice goes from a eight to a shahakal. Right. But wine and bread, when, when, when you manipulate them, it doesn't go down because you use the wheat or the grapes in a certain way. The blessing goes up. Sometimes it becomes a bori priyagaf and it becomes a hamoti lechem and aret. It's a more significant blessing than a eight um, or a dama. And the idea being that when Avram was involved in the challenging task of going to war because he wanted to free hostages and because he wanted to rid the world from darkness and from evil, that didn't make him equal. It made him transcendent. It made him holy. It continued to celebrate Avram's journey. And that is that we take the everyday and we're able to raise it. And I see these soldiers, they are holy of the holies. I go there and they ask me for a bracha because I'm a Kohen. And I feel so inadequate because I am the least holy amongst them. These are holy human beings who are doing this totally for all the right reasons. They are truly the children of Avraham. Avram was on a long journey. Avram went through difficult challenges. At the end, his life is about bringing light to this world. We continue that journey, and our soldiers, including people like yourself, Nachum, who are soldiers on a different front, are helping bring the redemption to our people and to society in general. What important words, and words, frankly, that certain people who are tuned in need to hear and uh what a perspective when it comes to the soldiers who are defending the state of israel keeping us safe around the world i would guess avram avinu is very very proud of them uh rabbi dr kenneth brander i look forward to reuniting in the holy land can't thank you enough to our listeners it's ots.org.il ots.org.il be as generous as possible with all the initiatives that every penny now is being used for the quote-unquote military campaign 
that Israel is involved with right now. Right, Brander, kol kavod and uh, best regards, everybody at Ortoros Stone. Thank you, Nachum. More coming up. It's a Wednesday morning broadcast. You're listening to JM in the AM.